failed I continue to fail every single day what I tell young entrepreneurs what I tell mentees what I tell women of color black women is that failing is not bad failing is a good thing you have to fail so that you can continue moving forward so you know how to pick yourself up what's most important is that you fail fast and that you fail forward Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Now it's time for my favorite segment where we get to hear from you, our listeners, about your favorite fashion moments. Hi there, I'm Becca from the San Francisco Bay Area, and my favorite fashion moment. COVID-19 edition would be during the pandemic and throughout most of 2020. I've always been a huge fashion lover, but I like to find ways to kind of re-accessorize old outfits or bring old looks back to life instead of always you know, consuming new things. So I actually learned how to crochet my own scarves in the winter time. So it was a super easy and fun and affordable way to not only learn a new skill, but also to revamp some old winter sweaters and stuff with a pop of color and, you know, take an old gray sweater and I would crochet like a lavender scarf and wear that with it and not only helped keep my creative side alive, but also teach me a new skill and teach me that I can basically do anything I set my mind to. So what I love about fashion is it allows you to change your expression as different times call for different ways of adapting and that is my fashion moment. Deanna Dorsey is a creative director, owner, and designer of District of Clothing based in Washington, D.C. If you have ever seen the phrase, trust Black women on an item of clothing, a phrase so succinct and direct that its mere presence sends a clear message to all that witness it, Deanna is the designer responsible. Deanna, a talented and classically trained fashion designer, took the skills that she learned in Italy and New York City to build an unexpected clothing empire in the nation's capital. To create clothing that would not only transform the residents of the DMV, but the world. Her designs can be seen on a multitude of celebrities, on the street, on the front lines of a Black Lives Matter protest or a cry for DC statehood. District of Clothing echoes the change that so many of us hope to see in this country. I hope that you enjoy my conversation with the dynamic Deanna Dorsey.
But girl, welcome to the show. I'm happy. Thank you. I'm so thrilled. And I, you know, your journey is just so inspiring to me. So welcome to a fashion moment. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. So I would love, (laughs) I would love to hear just from the beginning, where did your inspiration for fashion even come from? Like, was it, was it, you know, the folks who were around you? Was it something you were watching? Like, where did the inspiration come from? Yeah, I would say, again, thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be here and to meet you again. Um, <laughs> I would say that, I I don't know for sure, but I'm going to say I'm seven or eight years old. I used to have a ton of hair and my mom used to have to lay me on both sides to do my hair. So it could take like two hours on this side and two hours on that side. And we used to watch great movies, you know, while she was doing my hair. With they, I loved great movies as a kid. And I just remember when I first saw Audrey Hepburn come down the steps, I later found out she was wearing a Balenciaga, which you know became my first love um, in terms of fashion. I like shot up, got burned, you know, she, <laughs> I got burned. And I just, I just remember saying, mommy, who is that? Like, I just was like moved beyond words. And to this day, she's very much, um, amused and an inspiration for me but that is my first time remembering that is my very first fashion moment I know that I probably had lots of them because I was incredibly independent as a kid and I wanted to wear this and not that but that is my first time remembering that fashion like stopped me and and wow. changed everything Audrey Hepburn wow And then you actually sort of go in a different direction. Like you're not like jumping into Parsons or FIT, but you, you went to Villanova and you were actually sort of going into the law direction. Is that? (laughs) Yeah. If you ask my parents, I was supposed to be the first black woman president. Uh And so Uh (laughs) um, when I was in middle school and high school, I had several internships and volunteerships on Capitol Hill at the white house. and. I was on a path to go to Villanova to, you know, kind of combine some of my loves for communication and um, business. And you're so good at that. I I just didn't know how to, you know, I didn't, I knew that I wanted to have a little bit of fun before I went to law school. So Mm. I'm thinking like, okay, you know, I'll go to Villanova. I always wanted to go to Villanova. I will go to Villanova and I'm going to, eventually go to law school. I didn't know where I would go to law school, but wow. you know, I'm going to go to Villanova. I'm going to go to law school. And I was thinking I'll take over my dad's law firm and sell it so that I can do my clothing. Stop and I, it. you know, <laughs> and once I told him that he was like, Oh, you had a grand plan. So. <laughs> Genius. Genius. That Always was my ahead. plan. Yeah, that was my plan. Um, and wow. Again, he's totally fine now, but um, shortly after graduating, my dad had a massive heart attack, had several heart attacks. And again, he's okay. But I just remember being 22 in the waiting room at the hospital and thinking, I don't know what's going to happen to my dad. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I don't have 70, 80 years ahead of me. I only have 30, maybe. I have to do what I want to do now. I can't be one of those 
50-year-old women on Oprah, because the Oprah show was still on at this time, saying, Mm -hmm. I wish I would have when I could have. And that night I came home once all my aunties came and, you know, was told me to go back home and just breathe. I went home and wrote my very first business plan. And that was for Deanna Marie, my first clothing line. And while taking care of um, and helping my dad through his recovery after the heart attacks, um, I started Deanna Marie, my very first business and and clothing line. Like, how did you end up or even decide on Italy? Like, were you just like, all right, got my line. I'm going abroad. Bye y'all. Dad, you okay? Cool. Like, how did it work? (laughs) So again, let me, uh, let me tell you about my God and let me tell Mm. you about, you know, things that happen, happen for a reason. Mm. Um, because I was dating someone that I never should have been dating Hmm. and, um, for, for, for too long also. Mm -hmm. And he, we, we were, we attended Villanova university together. He played basketball. He didn't go to the NBA, but he did go play overseas. Mm. And I would travel like uh, three weeks at a time, a month at a time, you know, once my dad started getting better to sort of, um, like take a break and I would travel to Italy. And at the time he was playing for Biella, which was also at the time, number one in the world for wool. And he might go on a two or three day trip or, you know, and I'm, I made lots of friends there and I was just sort of meandering throughout the town. And, um, in my very, very, very broken Italian asking questions, learning things. Um, that's, I started getting remnants. I was getting remnants for, um, from Bruno Magli, from Fendi, you name it. I was getting like, and they, they just loved the idea of this young girl coming in. They would give it to me. So I would travel over there with like one big suitcase full of clothes and one empty suitcase. And I was coming back with like suitcases full of remnants and which I actually still have in my dad's attic, which is so funny. I need to go check about that. And, um, it happened to be one day, I think my boyfriend, my then boyfriend was on an extended trip mm. and Milan is like a 50, 55 minute train ride from Biella. So we would often like my friends and I would take a train from Biella to Milan and I got lost in the Duomo because I get lost everywhere. <laughs> and, um, and the Duomo is like the Times Square of New York and Milan. And, um, very lost pigeons everywhere. Oh girl. Ooh, you a know. Lot. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I literally got New York Terrified city vibes. Pigeons. I was like, what, what, what is going on? You know, especially yeah, coming from, you know, the South and then you, yep. girl, it's wild. <laughs> and I just remember getting lost and like looking up. And the first thing I saw like on, on a corner mm. was, um, I just saw, Institute of Goni. And I was like, oh, what's this? I went upstairs and um, started asking questions again in my broken English. And they're like, oh, no, no, we speak English. We speak English. I'm like, <laughs> okay, like, I don't have to speak even. my broken Italian. Yeah. <laughs> and they showed me around the school. I spoke with a couple of teachers and I got um, an application. I went home. I think I flew home like within a day or so. That was my time to go back to Washington, D.C. I filled out the application. And I got accepted 
And I just said to my dad, because remind you, I'm supposed to be going to law school, right? Yeah. Um, okay, I I failed the the what's the it called? The, the LSAT. <laughs> you know, I got a negative 20 on the LSAT. So um I think I'm supposed to be going to design school, Dad. I got accepted. You know, can I go? And he was like, What do you mean? Can you go? Yep. You can't leave me. And you know, <laughs> this is shortly after September eleventh. This is oh, um, wow, wow. This is 2003. Mm. So this, you know, uh, well, yeah, this is now two, 2003. Right. And so um, I was supposed to be leaving like early to mid-October. And um, it was just a very different world. You know, my family was very nervous about everything that was happening, obviously, with my dad and, yeah. and our family. And then, of course, like sending your baby girl over mm. to Europe. What? You know, nope, nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> nope. on my Right. Now that I'm a parent, I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope, not happening. And I said, he finally said, okay, because he's thinking, well, at least her boyfriend is there. Mm. So she's not totally alone. She's protected. She's mm. She has something. She has someone. And I said, oh, and I need $14,000. Okay. Plus I'm going to need some spending change. Plus I'm going <laughs> to need a flat, you know. Yep, yep. And I said, this could essentially be my graduate school. This will be my graduate school. This will be my law school. A lot cheaper too. And he's thinking like, you know, he's he's putting all these things together and he's just like, I don't see how it's going to happen, Deanna. And I use that Jay-Z song. I can never remember the name of it where he's oh like God, 18 mil and 18 months. You know what you want to talk about? Oh my God. He's talking about like how he started the clothing line with Rockaware and like yes. how he did all of these things. yes. So I use that in a presentation for him and he's like, <laughs> dollars make sense to my dad. Right. So I'm, yep. he's like, okay, okay. All right. That's well, amazing. we'll try this for a year. He didn't know at that time that because I already had a four year um, degree from Villanova, that this was an accelerator program and I only needed to be there for a year. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's try it for a year. Ah, I love it. <laughs> and, um, I got over there. Yeah. And I want to say that, you know, previously to us, like officially recording here, we were talking about failing, right? I failed. I continue to fail every single day. What I tell um, young entrepreneurs, what I tell mentees, what I tell women of color, black women, is that failing is not bad. Failing is a good thing. You have to fail so that you can continue moving forward. So you know how to pick yourself up. What's most important is that you fail fast and that you fail forward. And um, I think that is what I learned while I was overseas. You know, um, it's also very important that you take time to look up, you know. And so while I was overseas failing, you know, while I was not able to totally figure things out, I would just like go on these long walks and, and look up and it's like, okay, I definitely did not do well on that yesterday, but I can do better on that tomorrow. And when I was overseas, it was kind of like my wilderness time. And it just helped me get to know myself, get to understand my strength. I was in another country. Bush was a president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. And they were not happy with Bush, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I could be at the butcher girl and I'm trying, this is when I ate a lot of meat. <laughs> I'm at yes. the butcher and they're like screaming at me about Bush. 
and it it was not comfortable, you know, because again, we're it's a different world. It's it's 2003, and I'm by myself, and I speak the English. I speak English in like very very broken Italian. <laughs> I I kind of like meshed my Spanish and Italian together. That's how that I so would like, get by um, when I was by myself. But but I I say that to say that um, we have to trust the process. But most importantly, we have to trust ourselves. We have to trust in our ability to do. We have to trust in our ability to keep moving forward. And we have to remember that like we are significant and the work that we do is significant and the people that God has made us to be, we are significant too. And so um, I, I don't, I just, I, I wanted to kind of expand on that. I'm sorry. I took us off on a tangent. No, no. I, I appreciate that feedback. That was yeah. phenomenal. Well, you know, I got to ask you, so you move to D.C. Mm-hmm. It seems like you were just, a, a, <laughs> I didn't, let, let, let's be clear here. I didn't just move to D.C. I, I got laid off. Wait, you, wait, wait, we missed the whole part. You layoffs. go to New York or wait, yes. you, you, you leave Italy, you go to New York. First of all, you're working at Oscar de la Renta. Like, did you meet Oscar? I did not meet Oscar. I was working for, I take that back. I did meet Oscar, but I want to be clear. I wasn't working specifically for Oscar. I was working Ah, for Fleet Street, which was a brand of outerwear that was producing Ah. apparel, mainly outerwear coats for Oscar de la Renta. And so, and you know, this being in the industry, everything is licensed, right? So I'm working for Fleet Street. We're doing outerwear and I'm specifically working on the Oscar de la Renta brand. Amazing. Yeah. And yes, I did meet Oscar. Ah! I met him just like a beautiful man, like a fine girl. In every way, right? I was like, you know, just, yeah, I remember I was, I was on the elevator and he has, he had that like um, yeah, swag. Mm. Yeah, I know y'all can't see me, but I'm 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 moving <laughs> right because he just kind of was. He just moved. Yeah, and um, so so he is an an outwardly beautiful older gentleman, right? Yeah. But his spirit was kind too because wow. he he took time out of his day, mind you. This is Oscar Day, Lorenzo, right? Lord. And I am a young black designer in new york city right so there there are two brown people on this elevator at the same time brown and black and he asked me my name where i worked and how i was enjoying it and i was so flabbergasted you know that it it, um you just didn't and and i know that you know this and i'm sure that people know this in, in in other industries too the majority of the people that you would come face to face with at this particular time in fashion we're not always kind to younger people to designers to women of color um to people of color and if you were not on one of those higher level floors you know if you're like on one of the lower levels that that meant your your pay grade was way lower (laughs) than everybody else's (laughs) and they did not treat you very kindly and so for this being like one of my very first gigs because it wasn't even I wasn't even full-time it was it was awesome it was just a very beautiful moment for me I love it 
usually on the show, we always ask like what your favorite fashion moments of all time are. I think we already have two. We, we have two significant ones for you, which are amazing. So you, you know, you survive several layoffs in New York and then you pivot to, or you move home. I got laid off. Home home. Yes. Like I want to be clear. Home. Right. I want, <laughs> I want to be clear and just let people know, you know, it wasn't like, like success again, you can't see me, but success is not linear. It's not yeah. just a, a mountain climb up. It's several valleys. And, um, I got laid off. I stayed in New York city for one more year trying wow. to make it work. Like, um, God, come on, come on, God. Come on. And he was like, no, no. And I, and I, and let's also be clear. And I know, you know, hopefully some of your, your listeners will remember like, this is 2008, this is 2009. And so the world is changing once again, right? We had just, we're, we're dealing with this horrific, um, economic collapse. The fashion industry was the first to go. We're still, you know, things are, are changing. Obama is yep. like rising, <laughs> but not yet, you know, um, he hadn't yet been elected. Um, and I stayed in New York after being laid off. I stayed in New York for another year, wow. and a, a year and some change and just trying to make it work. I had friends who I was very blessed to, to receive a nice package and to have a, a family who supported me still trying to make this work. Um, but I had friends sleeping on my floor, sleeping on my couch, sleeping on my bed. Like, you know, we were all kind of coming together, trying to make things work in the fashion industry, not really knowing what was coming. But this was like everyone's big dream for a really yeah. long time, especially brown, black and brown girls and guys. And so um, I eventually something just tells me I now at that time I probably would not have attributed but I now know that God was like girl take take <laughs> take your tush home go home okay and I was blessed to have a home to go home to yeah. so yes I came yeah. back home to Washington DC I stayed in the same house and bedroom that I grew up in when I was a, a child and I tried to find work here in DC as a brand strategist was what I was thinking like oh I've worked on these huge brands in New York City I've mm -hmm. worked on in these you know global retailers I should be fine and again this is now November 2009 when I finally made my way back to DC DC was not what it is today it, you know they were like a creative what you're a creative director a designer <laughs> of what you know like it just everyone here um, what I call penguins, you know, black yeah. and white suits and tuxes. And if you're not in politics or finance, what are you doing here? You know, you oh. must be here for a gala. Well, no, I want to make the gowns for the folks, you know, who are going to the gala. Like, and they what? just, they were like, oh, we just go to Neiman. What are you talking about? You know, we're at sex. And so it didn't, I couldn't get hired or I should say I could not get hired at the pay rate that I knew that I deserved. And so again, another, what I'm considering a failure in my head, but I had to hire myself. So you're at home and you're looking for work in DC, looking for work in DC as a creative, like years ago. I mean, I, I attended Howard. I started in O2 and DC even then was just like, huh? Like <laughs> what is going like, on? And right. even returning from New York, I was like, 
well, um, I dress Mika Brzezinski and like Joe, like that's the closest I had ever come to like actual politics or being involved in that way. So what, what was the bridge for you in terms of making that, that brand strategist and your, your design and branding company come to life? Yeah. So uh, Deanna Dorsey design, she'll actually be, wow, 11. Wow. In January. What were you, 15? Um, What were you, 15? You look good, girl. You drinking water? Thank you. (laughs) All water. You look good, girl. All water. Thank you. Um, I, so, so when I got here again, I'm interviewing and I was offered positions, but it wasn't at the level that I had come from in New York city. And I, I just, I didn't always, um, understand my well, my worth, but I knew my worth. Hmm. And I was like, ah, like, you're not paying me, Tiana, this, that's, yeah. that's just not going to work. And then I think it's also, um, for me, at least like, it's really challenging to like change your lifestyle and go back or, you know, do like I had already graduated from certain things. So I wasn't going to be staying with four other people in a house. Like, I, you know, I'm not yeah. I'm no longer Ooh. in college. I'm not doing that right now. <laughs> and so, um, excuse me. And so I, again, this is so dated. So again, this is like November, December, 2009. Wow. I put an ad out in Craigslist. Wow. You know, looking Craigslist. for people There's who needed help. There are gems on Craigslist, y'all. Do not give up on Craigslist. You might find Yeah. I just said, you know, looking, I put out an ad saying that I was a designer and brand strategist, or I don't even know if I was using the the coin. I don't know if I had said brand strategist at that time, but I think I probably said that I was a designer, graphic designer and like branding person is probably what I said, something along those lines. And, um, didn't really get any feedback, but I happened to see someone that was looking for um, a graphic designer. I reached out to him and we're still, we were just talking just a couple of days ago, Christopher Bradshaw, we're still very close. He has this yes. amazing organization called Dreaming Out Loud. And I just started working every day with him. So he really couldn't afford to pay me. Um, and that was fine he was just helping me expand and grow my portfolio so that I could get a job in Washington, DC and working with him. We were raising lots of money. We were making some great programming for kids in ward seven and eight here in DC. And we were in, um, what was Washington DC's like very first, um, co-working co-sharing space and the affinity lab. And so there were tons of other entrepreneurs out there excuse me, in there and they needed help too. And next thing you know, I started getting clients. They saw the work that I was doing for Christopher and I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to hire myself. You know, no one else will hire me. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. I got some advice, great advice from my dad. And um, here we are 11 years later. You know, I'm, I got to ask, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, making this transition to DC, what, 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 what were so, sort of the overarching conversations or what, what, what was your relationship like with God at that point? Like, what was your view of this particular part of the process for you and for people who are going through a transition where they may not see the end sort of, how did you, how did you get spiritually stronger in that space? 
That was a great question. Um, I think it just, it just, it was, you know, I've always kind of connected to um, walk by faith, not by sight. And I think it just was a matter of me taking steps every single day mm-hmm. and remembering and having, you know, a, a community of people around me who are constantly lifting me up, absolutely praying for me too. But just saying, you just have to keep moving forward. Just have to keep moving forward. And I think spiritually, I was young. I was growing in the Lord. Um, but I wasn't yet nearly who I am today or who I, you know, pray and hope and aspire to be in, in years to come. Um, but I just, I believe that I always believe from a very early age that I've been called to this. Mm. And I just, I also believed in taking very big risks. Um, and that was, that, that, that is muscle. Deanna. Woo! Yeah. Your trust muscles are strong, girl. I yeah. know, uh, you know, and you do devotional every day. Like, have you always been doing that throughout your career? Or is that something like recently that has sort of grounded you more over time? Yeah, I would say, I mean, you know, I'm human. So it's not every single day. There's days when like, yes, for six months, I don't miss a day. And then there might be like six weeks where I don't pick it up. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm human. I'm human. I'm human. I'm human. But it is, um, I pray every day, mm. you know, I may not be on my knees, but like every day I'm praying because I can't make it throughout this world without my God. Um, and I just believe that I have been called to this, that, you know, my passion and my purpose met and I'm just this is where I am right now. And I have to operate in this space in a way that is um, holy and pleasing to God and hopefully like helping to others. And um, one that's also very giving of myself into this, into this world. So that, you know, I, I love that response. And then you, you actually start district of clothing. Like we got to talk about district of clothing and I know we're feeling weird about the name. I like it. I like it. You know, I still am kind of going (laughs) back and forth on that, but you know, so again, another failure, right? Huh? I had a prime client after the first five years of, De- of Deanna Dorsey design and my prime client went on a spending freeze. Wow. And so I was just kind of like, Oh wow. Now what do I do? You know, I never had to worry about, um, paying for my bills cause everything was covered with my prime client. And then next thing I know, everything that I had been depending on for the last five years, poof, gone. Wow. And, um, I realized like very quickly, oh, I'm one of these, you know, folks that I'm seeing on CNN business or reading right. about an entrepreneur magazine, <laughs> like, oh, here I am, another statistic. What do I do? Mm. And um, at this time, like podcasts had become like the craze. And the main thing, this is um, like, so this is like June, July, 2014. Mm. Um And I was doing a mastermind and with a couple of friends, we had this office space here in Washington, DC. We called ourselves the creative collective. Yes. Creative collective. Yeah. All women, um, business owners. And, um, it's just like, we need passive income. We need passive income so that we will be able to, you know, make things 
meet on in the off months. Like we just need passive income and we just start building wealth. And next thing I knew, I started just to clothing. I had this idea in my head from January. Like it actually came to me in a dream for what you now know is the dreamer doer and an earlier version of that, of course. But um, I kept seeing it, kept seeing it, kept tabling it because of life, kept, kept tabling it because of life. And then by November, I couldn't escape it anymore. Wow. And um, I was actually in Michigan. I was at my sister's and um, it was Thanksgiving Eve. And I stayed up all night, made the website and started moving on selling the dreamer doer shirts. And there were several versions of the dreamer doer shirts that I was selling, like a men's, a women's and fabrications (laughs) and so forth. And I launched Thanksgiving morning. I was using, you know, I had these amazing friends who were very early adopters of Instagram excuse me, who, you know, early on had like four and 5,000 followers or like 13,000 followers very early on. Right. (laughs) And, um, I would give them pieces and be like, Hey, just wear this sweatshirt, wear this t-shirt, you know, this for me. And, um, here we are. I, I officially launched. So that was Thanksgiving day. I officially launched that first week. Wow. Um, the following month in December wow. at the um, the Google Political Women Rule event, and you know the Tory Birch like marketplace, women's marketplace is where I sort of like officially, officially, officially launched District of Clothing. That's we amazing. practically sold out. And I was <laughs> like, oh, this is gonna okay. We'll keep going. Okay, <laughs> and then you know, five years later, I run into you there. That is so wild, and I mean just the messaging through your clothing is so powerful. Um, your, your collaboration with, uh, Planned Parenthood and, you know, trust black women and just how powerful that became. And then even victorious, I need to get my victorious (laughs) outfit. I was like, Oh, like this is, this is what I'm going to be wearing all quarantine, you know? Just these empowering messages. Like, where do these messages come from for you? Like, you know, where do you get the inspiration? Like, this is the message that, you know, we should like focus on for this collection. Also, you were very involved with, you know, I saw a few photos of you at some of the protests. I was like, yes, you know, just like, you know, there's so much happening in the world and the community and on the streets. And, and these messages are so powerful. Like, where do you, where do they come from? Where does that inspiration come from for you? Yeah. I mean, you know, I am very grateful for the success of District of Clothing in this last year. Our, this last year has definitely been our most successful year, but I think people are connecting to it because it's a very authentic message and we've been doing it since day one. Yeah. You know, we want to encourage people to be dreamers and doers. We want to encourage progression. We want to encourage self-love. We want to encourage um, statehood for Washington, D.C. We, you know, we believe that to trust Black women is to, to say that Black lives matter um, we declare that and we, um, you know, victorious is, has been a collection for two years now. It's not, you know, it, it wasn't just like, Oh, we got Kamala <laughs> and we got Joe Biden and now we're victorious. Right? No, we have new <laughs> items that are coming, but victorious has been 
um, a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, and a hat for over two years. I like years the, now. the print, like the 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 multiple logos yeah, everywhere. The logo I like mania. the I yeah. like the logo mania prints that y'all have been putting you. out. I'm like, yes, you know, I'm just a little yeah. extra. You know, I want it everywhere. <laughs> I like it everywhere too. I so I, I think that, you know, it comes from the heart. It comes from how I've lived my life, how I've been raised. District of Clothing is um, is a clothing line and definitely like my side hustle. That's never been a side hustle because she's just like, no, I'm too much to be a side hustle. <laughs> um, but it's also my ministry, you know, and wow. so I pray over everything that I that I work with. I, I pray that like I'm constantly putting out good work into this world. You know, it's very important to me that... Um, I can show my niece and my nephews and now my bonus boys that, um, you know, you can, you can like present all of you in this world and it is, you are good and you want to present good and help other people, um, to be, you know, the next version of of themselves and to continue to grow and to, um, and to progress. And that's, that's just, uh, you know, it's just, it's home. It's home. Uh, thank you so much. We're going to end on that note. Cause it was just perfect. Thank um, you. where, where can our listeners find you? Where can they learn more about district of clothing and also your services? Yeah. So I am, let's blow you um, up, girl. We're going to blow you up. <laughs> Blow up your phone. Um, <laughs> I'm at Deanna Dorsey on all socials. So at D-I-O-N-N-A-D-O-R-S-E-Y. And then on Instagram, it's at District of Clothing. Um, again, another failure for Twitter. We weren't able to get that. So Twitter is like style underscore district. Yeah, um, I but had you to can do the same thing. Yeah. A underscore fashion moment. I'm but like, oh. How is that? That's that not work. <laughs> Um, (laughs) and then uh, you can purchase everything online at districtofclothing.com. Thank you so much for being you. You've, you truly ministered to my soul today. You know, my, y'all, my eyeliner is just, you know, (laughs) cocked to the side, you know, my my lace friend is barely holding on. So I just want to thank you. Thank you for being you and being so inspirational. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. And good luck to you on this next part of your journey. Thank you. Have a great day. You're the best. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me for this week of A Fashion Moment. If you like what you hear, we'd love for you to join our community of listeners and spread the word about the show. We also want to hear from you. Share your favorite fashion moments and dream guests with us by sending an audio clip or email to a fashion moment podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tag us on Instagram at a fashion moment and you could be featured on next week's episode. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and let us know what you think. Until then, see you next time for another fashion moment. Podcast production by Rebecca Rashid and John Taylor Williams. Digital media production by Megan Porras. This recording carries a Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Thanks to Patrick Patrickios for their song, Hot Coffee.